nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Welcome to episode 16 of How We Saw It. This week, we'll be tackling anti-heroes. My name is Mike, and as always, the Deadpool to my Colossus, the Rorschach to my awkwardly placed sex scene, Aaron. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> that was good. That was a, I like that one. That was a pretty awkward sex it was, scene. It was, it was very. <laughs> so before we jump into this episode, I have something I need to say for the holiday season. Fuck the song, Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the argument of the song that needs to exist in this environment we live in today. Discuss why it has become another liberal snowflake versus conservative machismoism. Nor am I going to discuss if it's just a quaint song from a bygone era. No, I'm going to discuss how it doesn't need to be played seven times in an eight-hour fucking shift. Three different versions. There is nothing about the song that says holiday. Nothing in the song about shopping. Nothing in the song about holiday cheer. It is two gross people practically pawing each other, pretending they don't want to smash. It's not cute. No one wants to imagine Tom Jones and Sarah's Matthews, Michael Bublé and Idina Menzel, or how fucking clever, a gender reversal of Lady Gaga and Joseph Gordon-Levitt acting like horny teenagers. I'm not a prude. Get down any way you want. Hell, throw on a furry suit and yift to your content. But for the love of God, baby, it's cold outside is not sexy, is not clever, is not musically creative. It is a blight on society and a bane of my existence. I don't want to cut you. Are you done? Yeah. I, I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> you have had me in suspense on what that was going to be all damn day, and you did not disappoint. <laughs> that's fantastic I, I i i don't disagree with any of that especially the fact that you that you tied in the 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 retail aspect the work aspect of it <laughs> because i did i did my time in retail too and as anybody in retail can tell you uh you know once i think was it like july 5th they start the christmas music right i think and then it stops on like july 3rd <laughs> and then you get like that one day break uh, where they play uh, John Philip Sousa music, and mm. and then they flip you right back to Christmas. But uh, <laughs> no, you're totally right. Like I remember distinctly, you would be, you know, you'd be sitting, you know, working in the, you know, store, whatever you were doing, and you would hear like the same six songs all damn day. And that one, that one is just, I don't, I don't know. It really is. It's it's not it's not Christmassy. Like I always, I don't know. It is. It's like the horny winter song is, is, is kind of what it is. Like, it's not it's not you know, like sleigh bells ringling. Da, da, da. You know, it's none of that. It's like it, the, like there's. Yeah, no, it there's no holiday there. Like it's it's not a present. The present isn't the box he's looking to open. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, it. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't know. Maybe in back in the day, it was like is it was it considered like flirty i guess like i don't know like you you summed it up pretty well it's like two two awful people like drunkenly pawing at each other for three minutes mm. or whatever like the only thing that ties it to christmas is that they say it's cold outside like that's it that's the only tie that i can remember now if i'm forgetting a line uh, you know listeners if i'm forgetting a line or something that ties it to christmas 
I don't care. I hate the song anyway. <laughs> like you're not going to sell me. Um, <laughs> it's 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 awful. I, I put it right up there with like fucking Santa Baby. I got to hate that song so much. Um, that fucking Paul McCartney abomination, the, the you know, the wonderful Christmas time. Uh, I don't know. Christmas adults, songs are huh? adults, adults singing fucking. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yes. Oh God. It's gross. It like when, when adults sing that song, it, it tips into kink. I think like, <laughs> I, I just, there's no, there's no new Christmas music. Like I am convinced that they, they stopped writing Christmas songs in like the forties and fifties and anything new that comes out now is just a song that was written back then and not recorded. <laughs> like it's just a reserve of Christmas so they can be like, look, we're still trying. Like we're not just giving you the same half dozen songs all the time. Come on. Where's your Burl Ives enjoyment? Like, you know, like I went to, I went to the, uh, I went to the middle school holiday concert last night yeah no don't 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 make it sound out like it was exciting it was um like those kids try really hard i can't i can't fault them and my you know my son's in the chorus and he kicks ass um you know i'm probably biased but whatever um it's like the the band is always mostly off tune and i feel like it's like 12 people on the stage all playing a different song um and it, it's yeah you, you you go to the school and you sit in an uncomfortable seat for you know an hour and a half or whatever and listen to listen to start stop band and and children scream singing non-denominational holiday songs <laughs> like it, it's it's a it's woo, it's a fresh hell <laughs> like you go because you want to be you know you want to be supportive and like i want my kid to know that he's He's doing a good job and they get better. They're supposed to. I imagine if you don't get better, they kick you out, right? Isn't that usually how it works? Like, like, well, Jeffrey's not getting any better. So, you know, we can't move him far enough back on the bleachers anymore. So we're just going to kick his tone deaf ass out. So, so, I mean, that was, you know, that was my holiday. That was my holiday thing thus far. So I, I feel you on the Christmas music, man. I, uh, I don't like it. Any of it. It's one of the main reasons I think I hate retail so much. And I think it's also one of the main reasons that I don't get all that excited about Christmas. I think I think that line of work and the way they force holiday spirit onto people, including the employees, I think that drives any and all holiday spirit out of people. Mm -hmm. I used to love Christmas music till I started working retail. Right. And, and it's like you said, it's because it's the same stuff. It's always the same songs. Like every Black Friday, I think about you and I'm like, oh, here it comes. He's probably already heard at least three repeats. See, they used to do, you'd just do Christmas music at Black Friday, then you got respite to December. But this year, they didn't even do that. Oh, no, they just went all in. Christmas music. (laughs) The same music. (laughs) Yeah. All the same song. And it doesn't count if you give me like 15 different versions of Jingle Bells. Like it's still the same song. It's still dashing oh, through. It's still dashing through the snow. It's an awful Barbara Streisand version where it sounds like she's getting out of breath singing it. Like it's some big a musical accomplishment. Well, she's getting old. Like <laughs> well, it was recorded like in the 80s or something. Oh, 80s. oh, oh, oh. And it's all like 
you can just picture her on stage doing like the like the breathy vocal. Yeah. Uh. And with that. <laughs> and now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? So, Aaron, what's keeping you sane? And from the sounds of it, I don't have to worry about you saying listening to Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> no, no, that did not keep me sane this week. I uh, It was another, like, weird week for me. Like, it was it was another off kind of week. Like, work was work was stressful, which it isn't always. Um, so like, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't have a lot of time again to really like focus on letting shit kind of keep me mellow, but you know, I did, uh, I, uh, I played a little red dead redemption too earlier on in the week and I hadn't played that in a while. I don't know why it is that I got it and, you know, installed it and, and played the hell out of it and then just kind of kind of stopped i don't know maybe it's like like you said with with video games where you kind of fall out of it for a little bit mm-hmm. um so i hadn't played in like a month or i don't know three weeks something like that um i'm terrible with time uh <laughs> <laughs> um and and it was great like i got back into it and i was like running all over the place not doing story missions but i was like you know hunting and picking shit and like just going all over the place and like exploring the territories. And that was a lot of fun. And, uh, and then the, like that night I, uh, I was flipping through the channels and tombstone was on (laughs) and I was like, well, fuck, I haven't watched tombstone, you know, the whole way through in like quite a while. And, and, and it's one of my very favorite movies. I think it might be one of the best Westerns ever made. Um, and it's still it's still just as good to me now as it was when I saw it in the theater. And I was not a Western fan by any means. I still don't think I really. No, I can't say that. Like I, I like, I don't like old westerns. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like Clint Eastwood, but I don't give a shit about John Wayne. Like John Wayne movies don't do anything for me. Right. Like I dig spaghetti westerns and and the Clint Eastwood stuff. Um, that's about as old as I'll go. Like. I prefer my westerns to be more recent, like Silverado in the '80s and uh, like Tombstone in the '90s. And like Kurt Russell is one of my favorite actors, and I think he might have been one of the best. I think this might be one of the best performances of his of his career. Like it's just it's a to me it's it's a perfect western. Val Kilmer is amazing as Doc Holliday, and uh, you know Sam Elliott and. Uh, I'm going to fuck this up. I always get confused between Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton. It's Bill Paxton, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Rest <laughs> in peace, Bill. Um, it's just like the perfect movie. The villains are great. Fucking uh, Michael Biehn as, as Johnny Ringo and Powers Booth. Uh, Powers Booth as uh, Curly Bill Brocious. It's just fucking great. It's got... It's got like Charlton Heston's in it for 10 fucking seconds and whatever. I don't care, but it's like still a name. And uh, here's a fun bit of trivia. You know how Robert Mitchum does the voiceover in the beginning and at the end? Mm -hmm. Robert Mitchum was supposed to play the part that Charlton Heston played. Uh, But he was, I guess he was either, I I can't remember if he was sick and couldn't do it. There was some, there was some reason, obviously, that he couldn't fucking do it. But he was supposed to be the Charlton Heston role which I didn't know until like six months ago, I was reading something about it. Huh. 
Um, and th- and then after you know after Tombstone and kind of getting back into that shit, you said that you got Spotify again. Did you? Uh, you haven't been on long, but did you get? Did you get a best of 2018? Did you get your? Yeah, yeah. you did. Okay. So I was going through mine and there was a lot of like oddball stuff that I was honestly kind of surprised that like it was stuff that I'd listened to like one time maybe. But uh, there was a song that popped up. Um, it's a folk song. I don't know a lot about folk music. Like you're much more of a folk person than I am. Um, but it's this song that I've loved for like a while now. And I always like I'll hear it and I'll love it and then I'll kind of lose track of it and then I can't find the damn thing and then it'll pop back up again, and it's five hundred miles not by the Proclaimers, um, by the Journeymen, and I guess they were a folk trio from the the fifties who who mm-hmm. basically had these like kind of brushes with greatness constantly, but they never took off, so they never really got well known. Um, it's not it's not like a specific song to them. Like I found versions that the Kingston Trio did and plenty of other people Peter had versions. Peter Paul and Mary, yep, they had one too. Um none of those versions are better than the journeyman's version. So anybody out there that's listening to, if you wanna check the song out, and and honestly, I'll probably put it up in the in the Facebook group when when this episode drops. I'll probably just post it and somewhere in there so that if people want to hear it they can um seriously it's 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 far superior to every single other version of the song that i found Hmm. so and it was i don't know the song brings out like a lot of emotions for me like it's about like you know it's about being like far away from home and like Mm -hmm. counting until you can get home and for some reason, I don't know why I, I like songs about like, I like depressing songs. Like, it's just kind of my thing. Like, I dig sad music. Um, I don't know if it's because I just, I like the way it makes me feel or I can, you know, like I can get out my own sadness through a sad song. I don't, I don't know really how it works as far as that goes, but goddamn, do I love a sad song and you don't get much more like weepy sounding than than this song and i don't mean in like an obnoxious way like it's not like a fucking boohoo cry song it's it's just it sounds sad like it had you'd have to hear it to understand it's just the way that they sing has this kind of sense of longing to it that i really love so uh so yeah i'll put that up on the i'll put that up on the facebook group when the episode drops on tuesday um so that way everybody can everybody can listen to it if they want to. But uh that's what kept me sane ish. What uh kept <laughs> you sane, man? Uh I started playing Hellblade Sunless Sacrifice. Okay. It was developed by Team Ninja and it was released a couple of years ago. What makes this game so unique is that it is made in conjunction with neurosciences scientists, uh psychologists and sufferers of psychosis. Okay. The main character, Sanawa, suffers from psychosis, and that's the cornerstone of the plot of the game. And the developers wanted to do it in such a way that it represented it uh, truthfully and respectfully. It's definitely a very beautiful and haunting game and kind of offers a glimpse into a world we don't want to see. Mm. (laughs) What system is it for? I didn't catch it if you said. 
it's for all of them. I'm playing on the PC right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's even got a VR uh, yeah. section to it. That's probably wild. Yeah, I didn't get that yet though. Hot take. Hot take. The hot take this week is so the gradual overtaking of everything entertainment related by disney is it a bad thing is it a good thing what's going on well i i will be i will be completely honest that uh i was i was cool when they took over star wars uh i was excited that george lucas might not be able to get his hands on it quite as much as he had um and i don't hate the new movies the way everybody else seems to that's a bunch of fucking sour grape fanboy bullshit as as far as i'm concerned so i don't i don't mind so much with that and i can't fault any any of the any of the marvel movies really um my fault and and i feel like you probably knew i was going to go this way with it um that when when it was announced recently that that they had canceled net the netflix's daredevil now this coming on the backs of them canceling uh, their Iron Fist series and Luke Cage and Luke Cage is my favorite. So I was really upset with that. And then to throw Daredevil in on top of it, it was kind of like a flip in the desk over kind of feeling. And and I'm assuming that Jessica Jones and the Punisher will get the same, will get the same treatment. Um, the part about it that really upsets me the most is that they're not going to put any R rated or heavy content on their streaming service. So no. these shows aren't getting rebooted. Now, is that to say that there won't be Disney Marvel version of Daredevil and Luke Cage and probably not Jessica Jones? Um, but who knows with that even? Like they could water the character down really if they wanted to. They they do it with everything else. Um Yeah, I that really bugged me, especially when I like, did you hear that uh, the week Daredevil was canceled? It was the number four show Jeez. on Netflix. So they canceled one of their like top five shows. Um, and it, it just to me, it makes it makes no damn sense from a business standpoint. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense because they want all of their they want all of their properties under one banner, so to speak. Again, I get that. I, I completely get it. Um, but these were, these were established shows that, that people loved like me specifically, like, I'm not saying they did it to fuck with me, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to like take it personal and be that guy in the comment section, but like, they were good shows. They were well done. They were well casted. Like they were, they were interesting and engaging characters in, in a setting that to me felt. Like I didn't grow up in the city, but it felt more relatable than watching like the Avengers or something like. So now I'm starting to have a little bit of a problem with the fact that Disney owns everything because they they're unwilling to go past their PG-13 standards. And 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 I'm not saying that every movie has to be full of uh, full of vulgarity and and tons of nudity and and, you know, and blood and guts. but sometimes they do like you're gonna you can't give me a you can't give me a pg rated punisher (laughs) you can't give they're gonna give us like like you and i talked about this earlier they 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 went with that pg 
Daredevil or PG-13 or, or, or whatever it is. And, and like you said, they're, they're absolutely testing the waters with this. They're going to see if they can make a ton of cash with a uh, vastly edited version of a, of a very adult film. And if they can, then you will never see that shit made again. This will just that'll set the bar for what they do from now on, because they know people will go see it. Mm -hmm. And that's what they care about. They're not necessarily they're not necessarily caring about the. uh, The the being true to the characters, per se. Uh, And and of course, they're they're interested in as many asses as they can get in seats, which don't get me wrong. Like that is the point of business. And I understand it. but at the same time, it's a it's a slap in the face to the people that created those characters. It's a slap in the face to the people that love those characters. And that's not to say that the, the watered down versions are necessarily going to be bad. I don't know. I haven't seen them yet. So I can't say that they're going to just be flat out garbage without having witnessed them myself. But I can tell you that going in, I, I am skeptical at fucking best. Like, I don't, I, I'm fine with the fact that, that like Disney bought Fox and you brought a lot of those Marvel characters back under the, you know, under like the family wing, so to speak. Um, You know, I'm excited about the prospects of getting something with the Fantastic Four or, uh, or, or, or an accurate version of X-Men. But I, you know, at the same time, uh, some of those castings in some of those other movies that weren't Marvel were great. And it's going to be really sad to see those characters not there anymore in that incarnation. Like, it's going to be weird to see somebody other than James McAvoy or somebody other than um, Michael Fassbender. Hmm. You know, like the 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 recent the more recent X Men movies, while they weren't great, they were cast well. Like you know, I don't necessarily know if I want to see somebody other than Hugh Jackman play Wolverine. I don't think anyone can. <laughs> I don't, that's the thing. I don't think anybody can. I think if they were smart, they won't. They'll cast somebody, and I'll be like, "Oh, it was fucking brilliant," you know, because that's that it tends to be how they do it. But I wouldn't be upset if they didn't bring in wolverine you know what i'm saying like he had like eight movies eight and 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 you're not gonna top hugh jackman you're not sorry it's just it's just how i feel and uh leave a character alone focus on some smaller characters but marvel has a knack for taking shit and just you know making it making it work again like were you really thinking that fucking spider-man homecoming was going to be any good no, but it was fantastic. Yeah, I, you were ready to like, you were like, I don't give a damn about that movie. Like, I remember having the conversations with you where you were like, I can't fucking, I can't fucking take any more Spider-Man. Because it was like, you know, it was like dating somebody and then they break up with you really badly. And then you get back with them and they're like, no, no, it's cool. I changed. Everything would be great. And then, you know, it's good for a little while. And then, and then they, they fuck you over again. And, and then, you know, like you hear that they might be coming back to town and you're like, well, do I go see him again? Like, do I want to hang out with him again? 
so that's kind of how like the 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 relationship with spider-man was because toby Maguire was not good and uh I mean, like he was fine at the time, but that's because we had nothing to compare him to. No yeah, there was nothing to go by. Um, <laughs> and I, I think Andrew Garfield got a fucking bum deal because I thought he was great in the oh, first yeah. Spider-Man movie. Uh, but it wasn't a, it was an okay movie. Like it wasn't a great movie, but he was really fucking good. And then the second one was just a terrible movie, but he was still good. Like I was yeah. still like, yep, that's still Spider-Man as far as I'm concerned. He gets it. Like he actually, to me, kind of looked like Ultimate Spider-Man, like the Peter Parker in Ultimate Spider-Man. Like I could see mm-hmm. him as Andrew Garfield. So when they when they got you know when Marvel got it back, I was like, "Well, what the fuck are you gonna do now? Like, who the hell are you casting this time?" And they were like, "Tom Holland." And I'm like, "Who the fuck is Tom Holland?" <laughs> and and I went into that movie like I was I was anxious. Like I I like Spider-Man. I wanted it to be good. And damn, was I blown away. It was so good. So mm-hmm. Marvel Who's just Tom has Holland? a net. Oh, huh? Peter yeah. Parker. Who's Tom Holland? Oh, he's P- Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Yeah, it's like shit. They just have a knack for casting the right people. So while I think it's kind of shitty that Disney has control over damn near everything now, um, to to at some point where it's just not going to be Hollywood, it's all just going to be Disneyland. Um, like it's just that half of California is just going to be a block with ears. Um, the Civil War will be uh, Disney versus Trumpers, right? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be it'll end up being like Disney versus like Warner Brothers or some shit like that. They'll be the last holdouts with the DC movies or something. Still clinging to Aquaman, oddly enough. Um, we'll all bow to the mouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bend the knee. Education camp. Oh, oh, oh! How are you doing over here, everybody? That was a piss poor Mickey Mouse. I'm sorry. Our our audience deserves better. Um, but anyway, in post, I'll make it higher. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So while it sucks that they kind of have control over everything, and it means that I know there are going to be certain franchises that are just never going to be quite the same again. Disney always man Disney and Marvel. I, I don't know why I'm just going with the two of those specifically, but I think because they, you know, that's their biggest entity. Um, they have, they have yet to let me down. Hmm. I wasn't expecting anything out of Ant-Man. I love those movies. They might be my, they might be some of my favorite Marvel movies. And, and who, who would have ever thought about Ant-Man ever? I remember like we're reading to thinking like the drunk, like the <laughs> wife beating drunk Hank Pym. <laughs> and the new trailer, it might even be the key to the Yeah, I yeah, that the trailer dropped today. And 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 they yeah, that 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 scene where he's outside. So he's gonna be like a central character. And they brought Hawkeye back, so I guess that's cool. Um like, oh yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, that guy. I feel bad. He didn't. He he disappeared for like quite a while. He wasn't making that Marvel money. No, they I took it away from him. <laughs> yeah. If they had gone like one more movie, I was going to wait for them to cast Scarlett Johansson as him. Yeah, and the whole thing is, how could Deadpool be a Disney property now? Right? How? Like, 
somebody came up with a theory that what would end up maybe happening is with the, with the Deadpool movie that like he'll say something vulgar and it'll get beeped on the screen, but everybody else in the movie will have heard it. So he'll, you know, he'll be like, he'll hear the beep and he'll be like, what the hell? Like they'll hear the beeps. So he's being <laughs> censored like in real time. So, I mean, that might be funny for, I don't know, five, 10 minutes, maybe. Um, I don't know. Like, because the, the, the Ryan Reynolds isn't going to do a subpar movie. I think I think we all know that. No, he won't. He'll just drop out. And no, I'm sorry. I know I said you should never say never. I'm saying never. You cannot recast that role. No. You could in no way, shape, or form ever recast Deadpool. That is Ryan Reynolds' character. More so than Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, I think. Like, if you told me they were going to recast Wolverine, I would be like, well, I'm not happy about it, but maybe they'll pull it off. If you told me they were going to recast Deadpool, like, I would just say, nope, you're crazy. Can't do it. It would be like trying to cast somebody other than Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. Right. <laughs> and speaking of Deadpool, that leads right into our, this week's topic. Anti-heroes. We're getting good at these segues. There we are. Anti-heroes, for anyone who doesn't know, is someone who is a hero but doesn't exactly have the most ethically sound way of going about their heroism. So they're kind of more like the end justifies the means. Yeah. And a lot of times I feel like the anti-hero is the kind of the the... The, the the Joe anybody who gets thrown into a situation that they're not prepared for. Like the person that has to become the hero on the fly. Like I've always felt that they kind of have like a certain anti-hero to them. Like you say anti-hero and you get that, that vision in your head of, uh, you know, like that grizzled looking character, like, the the you know the the where it's all the room's all dark and then a fucking match lights on a cigarette and there's your there's your anti that's an anti-hero but i also think dudes like i said before like nathan drake i think nathan drake could kind of count as an anti-hero like he's not he's a he's a he's a great he's not a grave robber but he's like a you know like a he steals artifacts like he goes and hunts down treasures and bullshit like that like that's kind of anti-hero to me yeah it, um you were the one who kind of wanted to do this topic. Was there a reason you wanted to approach this topic? Honestly enough, I think it was because I was flipping through the channels and I watched Escape from L.A. Hmm. And you don't you don't get too much more anti-hero than Snake Plissken. And then it, <laughs> and it also reminded me that you and I saw that movie in the theater together oh, uh, at the at the old theater in town. And uh, we kept looking over at each other and laughing at the absurd one liners and how kind of like i know it has a cult following now um but to anybody out there that doesn't remember when that movie actually came it was shit like it was not a it was not a good movie particularly and it is almost a straight remake of of escape from new york like there are giant scenes in that movie that are exactly the same as escape from new york i enjoy it now but almost in a so bad it's good sort of way and I think the idea of an anti-hero is just kind of interesting. Like it gets me like, you know, like think of, think of some of your like 
your more iconic characters that would fall under anti-hero. You've got like the man with no name from the Sergio Leone movies that Clint Eastwood did. Um, that's a real anti-hero character. Uh, Snake Plissken from Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. I don't count Boba Fett. Boba Fett's not an anti-hero. He's a fucking bounty hunter. People are always like, oh, he's the greatest anti-hero. He's not. He's not. Never did anything fucking heroic. Ever. He, he fell into a giant sand butthole. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Who else would qualify as an anti-hero? I know you don't dig on him too much, but the Punisher is obviously... Punisher is obviously an anti-hero. Um, I, I kind of want to argue that one, though. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, and you know what? You, you're probably honest. Like you're probably honestly right because he's not really heroic. It, yeah, I don't know. What were you? Where were you going to go? I was going to say just he's more of a, a mafia assassin. He's like more of a has more of a code than the Iceman Killer, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> So yeah, he doesn't. He stays away from innocence, but he's basically just killing. Yeah, indiscriminately. That's there's not really anything heroic about it. You know, he's just he's just another mob enforcer. Just yeah. happens to be yeah. his own mob. That's true. I didn't even think about it that way. Good on you, man. Um, Roland from the Gunslinger books, the Stephen King books. He's got kind of an anti-hero vibe to him. Always kind of dug that. What do you think? Does Han Solo count? I guess it depends on if he shot first or not. Fucking shot first. You know he shot first. <laughs> then I would say yes. To reach through this microphone, strangle you. <laughs> Han shot first. Goddamn right he did. This is the only, all those goddamn movies with all those changes. That was the only one that really made me mad. No, that's not true. When they added Jabba the Hutt in and he fucking walked over him, you know, he stepped on his tail and he was like, and he fucking yelled. I thought that was terrible. And like, he just jumped on the film. Yes. Han Solo. Yeah. was like the most jarring effect. I was actually having tr more trouble coming up with hero heroes. Really? Yeah. I was like, who isn't an anti-hero in this day and age? It's like. There's people... a lot more now. Like, I know you've always said that like, you like your good guys good, and you like your bad guys bad. Um, I feel like now they that those kind of characters don't work so well. I feel that's why I think that's why Superman has such a hard time translating to film. Honestly, like right. they tried to go the like the slightly more edgy route in Man of Steel, and and people just fucking vilified him for it. I don't hate it. I actually like that movie. Um, but, you know, they, they went away from that Boy Scout goody goody, you know, in your fucking pajamas Superman and, and they got their wrist slapped for it. Right. Like, I think I think people don't identify so well with. uh, Like the goodest of the good. That's some terrible grammar. Somebody out there <laughs> just fucking screamed. Um. <laughs> yeah i think that i think that kind of hero just huh well wellest of the well wellest of the well <laughs> and other made-up words <laughs> uh brought to you by hooked on phonics um 
yeah, I just don't think characters like Superman identify so much with people anymore. Hmm. I think people enjoy their heroes to be slightly dirtier. I think it's why Game of Thrones is so popular because there's nobody good on that show. Like, there's nobody likable. Even the people that are likable, you're like, that guy's still a dickhead. Like, I think that's I think that's just where society is now. I think we are in that lull. Like, I think we'll get back to it. I think that we'll probably get back to to wanting like those kind of tried and true hero type characters again at some point. I think we're just I think we're just not in it now. You know, what do you think is Batman anti-hero? Yeah. He yeah. Operates too much out of the way of the law. Even though he has a strict code, he's still greatly he's still hurts a vigilante. People and cripples yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. He has a code, but it's loose. <laughs> he won't kill you, but he'll cripple you. He'll make you wish you did. Like <laughs> please kill me. No. Just yell Martha at him. Maybe as a society, well, I won't say we've matured enough, but <laughs> maybe we like our anti-heroes flaw and stuff because we like our real heroes heroes. Like we like firemen to be heroic with Mr. Rogers is heroic. Yeah. You know, I think we're far too loose with the word heroic. Hmm. If hmm. I'm being honest. I think we I think we brand a lot of things heroic that hmm. are just, you know, things that they do i don't want to i don't want to like i don't i I know what territory i'm i'm tipping into but like i don't want to piss anybody off or you don't want to be like here's an example and the person be like i just did that yeah (laughs) aaron's talking about you yes you listen (laughs) specifically you (laughs) i think we fetishize fetish fetishize is that it fetishize Um, i think we uh I think we put a lot of people on a pedestal as heroic that are, mm. or maybe not. So I think we're just way too fucking loose with the term. Can't believe I just did like a back and forth with myself for like 20 seconds about a fucking word. I was like, <laughs> I just did like the Harvey, uh, like the old man in, uh, in reservoir dogs, Toby Wong, Toby Chong, Toby Wong, Toby Chong. And you're asking the person who stumbles on like the word, the, I know. Duh. Right. I think it'd be more of a challenge to write a hero than a anti-hero at this point. Because you couldn't yeah. make a hero realistic. You know? No, probably not. If you made it realistic, no people wouldn't I don't honestly as odd as it'll sound, if you made it realistic, I don't think anybody would believe it. Mm. I think I don't think anybody can believe that there's somebody out there anymore that that that's that good, which is a horrifying thought. Mm. Like that we have been so let down by the people that we were supposed to be able to look up to that that now heroes aren't believable. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not slagging the antihero because I, I rattled off a list of them in the beginning that I really really <laughs> like. Um, like, I think you're, I think a lot of like, to go back to my, what's keeping you saying, like, I think a lot of like Westerns, those are all anti-hero characters. Even the ones that are historically accurate are anti-heroes because not a one of them were fucking good. I'm using air quotes, mm. like not, not a one of them was good. Like they were all kind of 
scoundrelly type people. Who are uh, who are your go to antiheroes? Like I like, do you have any that you that you don't mind? Like I said, I know you like your I like I know you like your heroes a little bit more cut and dry, but I like Batman. I like Spider Man. I like Wonder Woman. Well, I don't know. I was going to. That's what I was going to ask. You was what's that? Is Wonder Woman's a straight hero? Why didn't you say she's a straight? Yeah, heroine? she's just she's 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 like Superman. Yeah, she's. I don't think there's anything <laughs> corruptible about Wonder Woman. Mm. Yeah, I like the. Like, I love her. I love her as a character the way I love Captain America as a character. Mm-hmm. There's another straight up hero. Yeah, Captain America, straight up hero. Like there are definitely examples still of straight up heroes, but even they have have dipped their waters into like the slightly edgier sections because because you have to 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 appease the market like you know cap doesn't cap doesn't kill and cap all cap always sticks to his 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 morals but like he lets it go every now and then like you know superman you know superman killed zod in man of steel and you know wonder woman did, did wonder woman kill Aries, yeah right? in the movie yeah, yeah so there you so. go yeah i feel like in the movies they make them more anti-hero because it's it, it's the only way to make them kind of translate over like and i'm not of i'm a firm believer in that that the heroes in the movies shouldn't kill right. like I, I didn't like it when you know michael keaton killed the joker i didn't like it when I don't like it when any hero really necessarily kills his supervillain because that's not how they work. It's that time of the night. Why don't you hit us with the business aspect? And now for the business portion of the show. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Please leave us a review and then head over to the Facebook page where Mike and I are actively trying to be more involved and to take our social media seriously. And if you want to check out my blog where I talk about politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. Well, that certainly was an interesting topic. I think it became a little harder trying to figure out heroes in modern fiction. (laughs) But I guess that's a good thing. Like we said, you got to deal with how hard it is to write a hero without flaws. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to find somebody without flaws. Speaking of flaws, I wonder if I'll be able to get all of Senna's, my dove's cries out this week. I think you should at least leave in one or two. So people will be like, what the fuck was that sound effect that they had? Cool. And before I forget, I want to, uh, I want to plug the Facebook group again. Uh, if you want to, if you want to come over and hang out at the Facebook group, it's not, it's not super active. So I say hang out in like the loosest of terms. Like there's not a whole lot going on at the moment, but, uh, it's, uh, how we saw it podcast, come over, join up, um, yeah, you know, we do, we do, um, like obviously we, we we put the links to the episodes there. Uh, every Wednesday, I've been trying to do like a big reveal for the topic of the upcoming week, which has been kind of fun. Um, yeah, come over and come over and I don't know, come over and chill. That'd be awesome. So as always, have a great week and thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. Later, y'all.